for some people, it's the young entrepreneurs who are hustling and doing their thing, but also neglecting themselves, neglecting self-care. And they are now realizing I'm having these symptoms. I am going to the doctor. I'm not getting the answers and I need help because I don't, this is not my full-time job. I am not a healthcare professional and I have a hustle that I am doing and I just don't simply don't have the time to be Google MD. So I need somebody to walk me through this mess. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, this is Gresh from the IMCEO podcast, and I appreciate you listening to this episode. And if you've been listening this year, we're doing something a little bit different where we're repurposing our favorite episodes under certain categories or topics that we think are going to be extremely impactful for CEOs, entrepreneurs, and business owners. This month is going to be about not forgetting about the human part of business. Often we forget about the human part of life. We often forget about the human part of business. So look for self-care tips, fitness, burnout, purpose, biz and personal, personal branding, motivation, drive, success, understanding your why, and of course, how important customer service is. But at the heart of it, it's all about remembering the human part of business. So sit back and enjoy this special episode of the I Am CEO podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Claudia Cometa of Peace Advocacy Group. Claudia, it's awesome to have you on the show. So great to be here with you, Gresham. Thanks for having me. No problem. Super excited to have you on. And what I want to do is just read a little bit more about Claudia so you can hear about all the awesome things that she's doing. And Claudia is a pharmacist pharmacist turned business owner who lives her life purposefully and passionately. She worked for over a decade as a clinical pharmacist, then was quickly forced to see the healthcare system from the patient side after her father was diagnosed with lymphoma. It was this year-long struggle that shifted her course permanently. She now is on a mission to help others find clarity in their own healthcare journeys and ultimately seek true wellness, which integrates mind, body, and spirit. Claudia, are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? Absolutely. Can't wait. Awesome. Let's do it. So I know I touched on it a little bit, but could you tell us a little bit more on what I call your CEO story and we'll let you start your business? Yes. So I worked as a clinical pharmacist for about a decade and a half, which basically means that instead of being in a retail setting, so I wasn't your Walgreens pharmacist, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I was working on the front lines with the actual medical team in a very interdisciplinary way. I was basically in the trenches with the team and the patients. And so I had a very intimate feel in that primary care setting, you know, for the most part, was relatively happy with what I did, but not really happy with the brokenness of the medical system. As many people feel the same, even if they aren't part of the system, they see that there is brokenness of it. And I didn't really see that in detail until I went through the year-long journey and struggle with my father when he had lymphoma, and we were then the patients. And I became his advocate just out of sheer of course, love for him, but also out of the fact that I was the only one knowledgeable in my family who was able to do that. And 
seeing all of the brokenness firsthand really was discouraging to me, but then turned into a passion that I needed to do that for other people, that people really just simply don't know what they don't know very much. Like if I go into an auto mechanic to help with my car, I have no idea what you're saying to me. And yes, go ahead and do that. Although an acceptable way of being in an auto mechanic's office, the consequences of it being your car is a little bit different than the consequences of it being your life or that of a loved one. So I switched courses. I have become basically a patient advocate, but I also like to just term myself. I'm not really big into into defined identities because what I do and what I am for my clients is so much broader, but I am basically a source of light for others on their journey to their own true wellness. And in some ways that means a lot of help with Western medicine. And in some ways that really just means a lot of mind and spirit work as well. That makes perfect sense. And no, I definitely appreciate you. Sorry, obviously you had to go through everything with your father, but I know that a lot of times people that have all the insight and the expertise that you do, sometimes they will hold it as power sometimes, even like mechanics, like you just mentioned, they'll use like kind of big words that people don't understand just to hold that power. But it's great to hear somebody like yourself that has that expertise. And unfortunately, of course, had to experience that with your father, but you didn't just help out your father. You decided to turn that into an opportunity to help out so many other people that kind of feel helpless in a lot of situations like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, it was, it was something that opened a door to me that I didn't know was going to be opened, but all of my experience from before in the world of clinical pharmacy was absolutely necessary for me to take that leap. So I am a huge believer that the universe will work its way the way it's supposed to work its way. And this is where I'm supposed to be. Absolutely. It always finds a way to do that. So I wanted to drill down a little bit deeper. I know you touched on a little bit. Could you tell us how you're serving the clients and some of the things that you're doing to support them? Yes. So I basically walk my clients through the muddy waters of the medical system. And so what that can look like is so variable from person to person. For some people, it's the young entrepreneurs who are hustling and doing their thing, but also neglecting themselves, neglecting self-care. And they are now realizing I'm having these symptoms. I am going to the doctor. I'm not getting the answers and I need help because I don't, this is not my full-time job. I am not a healthcare professional and I have a hustle that I am doing and I just don't simply don't have the time to be Google MD. So I need somebody to walk me through this mess. And then in other cases, it could be the adult children of the parents, the parent generation who they know that they need some some help with where they're at, but they don't know where to go either because our parents' generation, it was very much a, you listen to authority and you do what they say and you don't question anything. And so they need somebody to come in and in a very educated way, ask the right questions that needed that need to be asked. And then there are the others who come to me and ask me if I, if I could be their life coach. And that's where the, the other pieces come in, the mind and the spirit. And I have done all of that work for years, even before my dad's diagnosis. And I completely understand that wellness is a state of being, not just a state of body. And so there are a lot of pieces to what I do, but the majority of the clients that come to me are coming to me because they know that they are not getting the answers that they need from the medical system. And they simply need somebody to walk that journey with them. Yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. And I find, and you can definitely let me know if I'm correct or I'm accurate in this, is that a lot of times people just want to be heard and they want to have somebody listen to them. And the fact that you have all those, I guess you call them tools at your disposal, where you have so much expertise in different pieces that you're able to make that connection or make the right prognosis or, or analysis of exactly what a person might need. 
Yes, there's just so many pieces that are missed based on a system that largely does not have the time or resources to do what it needs to do for people. And so that's where kind of I come in, like, let's put all the pieces together and get on the right path. And it doesn't mean that I make those medical decisions for them, but it means that I am help. I'm, I'm basically that guiding light because people, again, just don't, they simply don't know what they don't know and it's their life. And so it's an important consequence. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Google MD, as you said, is not a replacement for that. So no. uh, definitely thanks for letting, for doing that and, and reminding us of that. So we might have already touched on this, but I wanted to ask you for what I call your secret sauce. And this is what you feel distinguishes you or your organization and sets you apart. Yes. So a lot of the times when there are advocates involved, they are employees of a facility. And so their primary interests are of the facility that of which they are employee of. And so I am a private advocate and wellness coach. And so number one is my interests are only those of my clients. I do not take insurance. I do not involve insurance. Everything is cash paid directly to me, which means I have zero interest other than the best interests of my clients. And the other piece to that is what we've mentioned, which is my background in the education that I have. So a lot of times advocates come from other very important fields. It's just a different, it's just a different position than me. So sometimes they're nurses, sometimes they're social workers, all of which are super important. However, I do feel that my background in clinical pharmacy, meaning that I worked alongside doctors and I am knowledgeable on medications, which a lot of the times can be helpful, but can also be very harmful and can be most of what the problem is to begin with. That knowledge and background definitely helps me. And then the third piece is the, the work that I have done in both mindset and in spirit that those pieces just simply are not combined in any type of comprehensive holistic approach for people in their wellness journey. And so I really combine all of that together. And that's me. <laughs> there you go. That's like a, that's a great secret sauce. And being able to combine all that is definitely something I don't think I've ever heard or you hear very often is being able to combine, especially a lot of the, the mind and body as you touched on, but the expertise and the knowledge of knowing the different, the pharmaceutical system in and of itself and some of the drugs and things like that and what their potential side effects might be and if they should work or just so whoever works with you has like a full picture of exactly like what's happening and what could potentially happen when they, when they yes. take whatever. Yes, absolutely. There's just so much lack of knowledge that, and it's not that you have to have a degree in it. It's not that you now have to go become a pharmacist, but you really do need to tap in and be resourceful. And that's where there I come in is being resourceful enough to find me so that I can help you. Awesome. 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 So I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask you for what I call a CEO hack. And this might be an app, a book or a habit that you have, but something that makes you more effective and efficient. My absolute favorite book right now for entrepreneurs and really anybody is The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer. Now you have to be in that mindset to go there, but, and he is a very spiritual person, but it is his story of surrendering rather than trying to pull from the universe, trying to make things happen, trying to control everything around him. It was about his extreme success, but it came from a place of surrender. And so I know a lot of us as business owners or anybody, even if you're an employee, there's a lot of attempt to control. We we want we we envision ourselves in a certain place. We make certain goals and we want to control everything around us to try to get to that place. And this book will shift your mentality more it did for me than any other piece of literature or I'm not a huge, huge podcast listener to anything that I have listened to or read really huge shift for me to begin that process of surrender. 
Nice, nice, nice. And I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. And this is a word of wisdom or piece of advice. Or if you can hop into a time machine, what would you tell your younger business self? Yes. And it really ties back into the concept of control. But in it, what I, how I really feel now that I wish my younger CEO self felt was that the goal should not be to find and get clients, but rather to do the work you do in the absolute best way you can do it. And the clients are already looking for you because the fact that you have the fire within means that you're supposed to be doing this. And the clients will come if you focus on your work and the value of your work in the marketplace rather than I need to get my next client. Where am I going to get my next client? And I think that that is it's, it's a hard lesson to learn. And sometimes it requires experience to learn it. But if I could impart that wisdom on my younger CEO self, I feel like it would have taken away a little bit of that distress of right out of the gate. Where's all my clients? Why aren't they knocking on my door? And just focusing on the work that I do instead. Yeah, absolutely. So now I wanted to ask you my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So I wanted to ask you, what does being a CEO mean to you? Yes. So I really believe a CEO is a vision caster and way maker, which means I think that a CEO has to cast that vision for the team that they are managing or working under. I am actually a solopreneur, but if I did have a team, my goal would be to cast that vision that I have so that we are all in the same boat, all paddling in the same direction, and that they are invested in that vision, but also the way maker, meaning I've got to find a way to give them that journey, to give them that path to walk, to come with me and to ultimately deliver to our clients what our intentions are. And so I feel like there's two pieces. And then the third really important piece I feel like is being a human being more than a human doing. So I think that that hustle comes as CEOs are hustling, they're doing, they're working, they're in meetings, they're this, they're that. When I really think that sometimes slowing down and just being with even if you don't have a team, just being with who you are as a business person, if you do have a team, being with that team, listening, observing, getting the feedback that you need to support them in the best way, because ultimately you've got to have a great team under you just to provide the service that you need to the clients. And so that's what I would say, vision caster, waymaker, and human being. Awesome. I love that three-part definition. And I think a lot of times too, even with your clients as well, sometimes they're coming to you to lead them to the right path, especially for you because they don't have that expertise. So a lot of times, a lot of those, those th- three-part definition overlaps with them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nice, nice, nice. So Claudia, I truly appreciate your time. What I want to do is pass you the mic just to see if there's anything additional you want to let our readers and our listeners know and then how best they can get a hold of you. Yes. So my main piece of advice, even though I am not a 10-year veteran of being a CEO, most of my life has been as an employee and CEO being more of a recent journey for me, I cannot emphasize or encourage enough the concept of self-care. So even though there is, there are times when hustling is necessary and working hard is necessary and we all work hard in our businesses, your body is is working really hard for you, doing a lot more than you give it credit for. With your heart's pumping, your lungs are breathing for you, and you and 
there can be a tipping point. So don't forget to care for yourself in the midst of caring for your clients and for the other people who might be on your team or on your journey. So self-care is such an important piece to this. And you can find me on social media. So Instagram, I am at wellness with Claudia. And my website is peaceadvocacygroup.com. I also have a podcast that is called Minding Wellness. And we talk about all topics related to wellness and that goes from mind, body to spirit. So those are the main ways. Awesome. 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 We'll make sure to have those links in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for your time today and all the awesome things that you're doing and reminding us to put on our oxygen mask because in order to help out others, we got to make sure that we're taken care of as well. So I appreciate you for that reminder. I hope you have a great rest of the day. Absolutely. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. Grab CEO Gear at www.ceogear.co. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless. Thank you for listening.